You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello everyone, this is Connie and welcome to episode 6 of Awaken Radio. I have such a special episode for you today. I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to be having and the guest that I'm going to be bringing on for you as well. I'm going to be chatting with Amir Zoghi, who has been a phenomenal mentor for me over the past probably six months, mostly, uh, really guiding me on a much deeper journey to come uh, closer into connection with who I really am and to really really live um, in a very different way. It's been quite profound. So I'll just introduce Amir to you in case none of you are familiar with his work. He's an international speaker in the area of intuition, self-awareness and human potential. His modern age philosophies teach others how to embody transformation and truth and experience inner freedom. Amir is a natural intuitive, sharing his wisdom through his writings, teachings and speaking on the stages of the world. He's a master at expressing truly profound and authentic messages delivered with absolute simplicity and clarity that anyone can relate to. And I can really testify that is what Amir's work is all about. The, I, I quite honestly have never heard anyone share the message that he shares in the way that he does. And it really, the message that he's sharing, I mean, obviously I'm going to allow him to, to share more of this with you once he joins us on the line, but this message really is strongly linked to living with your intuition and that's the conversation that we're going to be having today is about living intuitively and this really is a much different level to just uh, having glimpses of intuition or occasionally sensing something or getting a vision of something I know from luck and through being involved in what he does and observing the way that he lives his life that that living intuitively is a whole different level. And from what I've experienced so far, I mean, I'm still on my journey of really uh, living this. You know, I've, I've dropped much deeper, but to really live this, my practice of it has been to be having to bring myself so much more into the present moment and to be so conscious in myself of where I'm at. Am I in my head or am I here? How am I feeling? What is the inner feeling that's moving through my body in that moment that is guiding me? Uh, Because for those of you who missed uh, the conversation with Jamie, uh, which I recommend you go back and watch, which is about following the feeling, we really spoke then about how the feeling that you're feeling in that moment is who you really are moving through you. That is your guidance. That is what is showing you the next step or the decision to make or what is right for you in that moment. And so it requires you to be incredibly present and incredibly self-aware and to make decisions and take steps based on that feeling rather than based on your logical mind or what makes sense or what feels safe or what, uh, you know, what your story is telling you is possible. So while we're waiting for Amir to join us, I, I might tell you a little bit more about some of the work that I've been involved in with him for those of you who might be interested in finding out a bit more about what he does. If you read my blog, you'd know that I've attended a couple of retreats with Amir. I've attended two and 
they're a really, really profound experience to dive so much deeper into yourself, into a state of presence. And it's in that space that I personally have experienced the greatest shift in myself. It's not through doing anything or learning anything. It's through quite simply being in that space. I've also, um, I'm still actually involved in Amir's 12-month mentoring program, which is called OMG, and I'm halfway through that program at the moment. And that's been, that's where Amir really shares on a different topic each month how to actually live uh, these concepts, live in this, this way, live as who you really are. And he covers a whole range of different topics to really show you how to do that. And that for me... Um, that's probably been the biggest program that I've done that's made the biggest impact is to really actually know how to take these concepts and, and live them and apply them to my own life. And I've also attended two of Amir's live programs, one being Intuitive Warrior and one being the WTF Experience. And they're beautiful one day and two day events where Amir actually really talks you. He kind of goes from the start and, and drops you deeper slowly. So you can really start to understand and grasp these concepts over time without it, uh, it all hitting you all at once because it can mess with your mind a little bit. Now, I'm so excited because I've just seen that Amir is on the line. So I'm going to bring him on. I don't need to keep trying to explain this work to you because he's going to share it with you in a really, really powerful way. So I'll bring him on now. Hi, Amir. How are you going? Hey, Connie. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure. Did you manage to get on the line okay? Well, uh, uh, not really, but I am online now. <laughs> Monica was there uh, filling yeah. my computer and uh, <laughs> she, she just you know, handed the headset and away we go. Away we go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. And while I, was, um, while I was waiting for you to join us, I was just sharing with everyone that today we're going to be talking about living intuitively. And I was yep. sharing a little bit about how on my journey, I really started off with the concept of intuition being this sort of random feeling or thought or vision that would come to me here and there. And sometimes I would act on it and sometimes I wouldn't. But I don't, you know, after doing your work now, I realized I wasn't really grasping what that intuition was and what that was really all about. And, and living intuitively, which I know that this is what you share through your work and this is how you live because I've observed it, I feel mm -hmm. is a much deeper, a deeper level. And so I'd love for you to share as a starting point what it really means to live intuitively. Well, it's a really interesting statement, living intuitively, because um, what, what it really means is that I'm... It, it's an individual living moment by moment. Uh, when someone's uh, living intuitively, uh, but put it this way, uh, when, when an individual is uh, acting on their intuition, uh, if I go back to the moment you actually feel something intuitively, uh, the, the intuitive feeling is a sense of knowing. Um, then you have a choice to make in your head or from your head and the choice is to then be able to say yes to the feeling. When you say yes to the feeling, that's where you have creativity form. And when I say creativity, it's creativity where you have ideas, creativity where you see solutions, creativity where you, where you can see possibilities. 
and, and, and then it's the next stage where, where you actually act on the creativity or express that creativity, uh, that actually then allows an individual to live intuitively. So what that means is that the person is experiencing themselves being in the flow uh, or in sporting terms, uh, many other terms, they call it being in the zone. And when you are in the flow or in the zone or living intuitively, uh, what you're noticing is that things that, that you used to do that were difficult, or at one stage difficult, seem to be effortless. So it's no longer about forcing it to happen or making it to happen. It's more about um, letting it or allowing it to, to happen. And it's not like you're just allowing, trying to allow it to happen. It's already happening and you're like, you don't even know how, you, how you're doing it. And people come up to you and go, how did you do that? And really you don't know, but you don't want to seem stupid. I'm referring to my own stories in my life. You know, I don't want to seem stupid, so then I say, well, it's a lot of hard work and there's a bit of luck and there's a bit of that. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's who you know and, you know, it's, it's about uh, coming up with ideas. You, know, you have all these different reasons of, of how you really did that, but the truth is you really don't even know how you did that. And so to, to live intuitively, it means that you are experiencing yourself in life's flow and you're experiencing yourself in this zone where everything that you do becomes effortless. And when I say everything you do, it's not really everything. It's the thing that feels true for you because the thing is your intuition will only speak to you in the possibilities of what what does feel true. And uh, look... It's um, if I was to describe uh, what living intuitively also means, it means living moment by moment. Because you know, I speak around the world in different stages, and I, I always ask this one question, and I always get to the same answer. It doesn't matter where I'm speaking in the world, and that one question is, you know, what's where is the flow? And everyone goes, well, the flow you know, is now. And when you say you're in the flow, you're actually saying you're in the now. And then so the question I ask people is, is how can you plan the now? How can you plan this moment? And you really can't. You can be in this moment, but you can't plan it. It's now. See, right now, it's gone. It's right now, it's gone. It's, it's, the, the moment is here. It's, it's not the future, so you can't plan it. So the thing is, when you're, when you're living intuitively or living uh, moment by moment, it's really living in the unplanned or coming from the unplanned. What does that mean? Does that mean you're not making any plans? Uh, it means you're letting go of the control of the plan that you may have. Um, for me, that's, the, that's how it started. It started by letting go of the control of the plan. And then I noticed that there is a plan that's already unfolding from within me. There's a plan that's unfolding itself moment by moment. Um, now, I know that's a, it's a, it, that statement of you know, letting go of a plan, that really scares the bejeebas out of some people because the plan gives people certainty. You know, they get, they get certainty, they get reassurance, they get hope from the plan. Um, but uh, as you connect with yourself deeper and deeper, you start getting certain from who you are, you know, not from 
what you do or what the possibilities of the future are, but what the possibilities of this moment is. And uh, that's, to me, that's uh, what it is to live moment by moment. It is, uh, uh, and, and look, one more comment I will make about the whole plan thing, and that is how many times does a plan go to plan anyway, you know? We think our plan is going to plan, but it's not. You're continuously adjusting it. You're continuously changing it. And you're changing it according to how the moment shows up. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, do, I'm just doing the same. I just don't have control on any plan. And I'm just continuously allowing myself to follow how, uh, you know, or present myself in how the moment shows up. And that's what it is to live uh, intuitively. Mm. I love that. Mm. You've just described it so beautifully. And for me, and I'm sure anybody who's listening, that just makes it so much clearer about this beautiful flow that you've described it as and this moment-to-moment experience of being in that flow and being guided. And and when you spoke about the plan, I just wanted Mm. to chat about that a little bit because I think sometimes, as you said, there's a fear that comes up around not having a plan and it's as though oh, well, I have to have no plan altogether and not, you know, think about my future or anything like that. And and then Mm -hmm. you kind of said no control of the plan. So I know Mm -hmm. because, you know, you you run a business and, you you know, you're you're travelling around. So obviously to some extent there's some planning there. And so Mm -hmm. how do we still allow the feeling to come through when we to some extent have to have that that plan loosely sort of in our life? Mm -hmm. Well... Here's the thing. I mean, the, the future is created from this present moment. So, you know, for me, it's all about being in this present moment. I'm not so concerned about the future because it 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 manifests that it is formed from this present moment. So you you mentioned I run a business and I do and uh, and I used to run uh, a very similar business to what I'm doing right now, but I used to be a different person. Uh, and it was always about having goals and plans and being very clear about where we're headed and and uh, and uh, it, 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 right now in, in this particular business that I'm involved now, it's very similar, but who I am is very different. Um, it's it's about being in the moment and seeing how I feel right now in this moment, not how I feel about the future, not how I feel about the past. It's about what I feel right now, and and when I when I connect with what I feel right now, I connect with what I feel moved to do, and that's that's the plan. You see, but this is very different. It's not me sitting down going. What is my goals? What is it that I love to do? And then make a plan to accomplish what I love to do. Because most of the things that I perceive that are my goals are not really my goals. Those, most of the goals that we have is to fill up a void that we're filling from within ourselves. So when we feel this emptiness within ourselves, we think, well, if I can accomplish this, then I can take away this emptiness that I'm feeling. So most of the goals is just to make you feel more secure because you're insecure. It's to make you or give you appreciation or recognition or a sense of approval because you don't approve of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. so most of the goals are false targets. 
And and when we make, I tell you the the sensation someone's left with when they have accomplished a, a false target. It, you know, there's been many times in my life when I have I've had plenty of goals, and especially a big one where I've put a lot of blood sweat and tears into this thing, you know. So what I'm trying to say is I put everything on the line and I really wanted to accomplish this goal. And I always know it was a it was a false target or a false goal. Um because the moment I accomplished it I was left with a a, a sense of uh, of is that all? You know, is there something mm-hmm. more to this? You know? I'm left with the same empty feeling that I started with. I thought to myself, if I can accomplish this goal and make all these plans around accomplishing the goal, the moment I've accomplished it, I'm left like, there's got to be something more than this. I thought that, you know, I would have arrived. So so the, the first thing that I realized is that a lot of the goals that I had and the plans that I had around those goals weren't really even my goals. They were, they were false targets. They were just to, you know, to take away... Um, the feeling of not being good enough or, or you know, a lot of them were just society's goals because society says you should do this and you should be, by the time you're 25, you should be this person. By the time you're 35, this is where you should be. And, uh, and I realized um, that, you know, where I should be is exactly where I was, not where I think I'm meant to be or what society says I'm, I'm meant to be. So that, the first thing that I realized is that I am where I am right now in this moment, and I started to accept where I am and who I am in this moment. And this is the thing. The, the, what's true for us, or if you like, your true goal, right? You don't determine that. It kind of finds you. If you look at how many times you meet someone who truly loved what they love to do, uh, you ask them, you know, how did you how did you do this? How did you find yourself doing this? And they're like, I don't know, it just kind of happened randomly. They use the word randomly, or they use the word fluke, or you know, I or I love the one that you say, I just found myself doing it. And and what I'm trying to what I'm trying to portray here is that when when something's true for you, um, it it finds you. And uh, you know, they always say that. Love is not something you find. Love is something that finds you. And it's very similar to this. What you truly love finds you. Now, I know in your mind, you think to yourself, I decided that I love singing, or I decided that I love writing or painting, or whatever it is that you love to do. But you didn't. The feeling of what you love came to you, you felt it, and then you thought to yourself, well, I love this. So what I'm trying to say is that what's really true for you comes to you, and the plan of how that's going to uh, form comes to you moment by moment, and that's what I mean by the plan unfolds from within you. So in my business, you know, I continuously just check with myself you know, daily, moment, in, in the moment. And I just, and, and it's, it's a very simple thing. I just, what's true for me is what moves me. So I ask myself daily, what do I feel moved to do? And then sometimes I feel like, oh, I want to put on a retreat. 
or sometimes I feel like, hey, I want to put on a 12-month program. Um, you know, I, it doesn't. I don't feel moved to run the finances or the daily day operations. So then someone else, it, you know, someone else that runs that. Um, and uh, so that's what I mean. Um, you know, it, and when I say let go of control of the plan, what what that means is that there is a plan unfolding day to day, moment by moment. Um, but there's no control of that. Got that that has to happen. You know, I I, I let it. I let it. I let. I let what's meant to happen happen, and what's meant to happen is what what is happening. So, and I know this is this sometimes you know for someone listening to this, they may think, well, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't want to happen. But the thing is, when you're doing really what's true for you, right? It's it, when you're in that flow, things that that is true for you is unfolding itself. So you, you're okay for it to unfold. Um, so yeah, it, it it is it is a very loose plan. Um, but when I say moment by moment, I'm sitting in the moment. I may feel to go to America and do a seminar. So then, then. All I do is acknowledge that, hey, I would love to go to America. I don't then go start making the plan to America. I wait for the feeling of, I can't book, book a flight. So then I'll go and start exploring looking, booking a flight. And and that may be considered as, well, you're, you're planning. You're, but the thing is, I don't go and book the, book the flight or take any actions until I feel moved to. See what happens normally. You feel like let's say you like in my business. If I felt moved to go to America and, and run seminars, then the next thought you have is, all right, let's make a plan to do that. You know, but I don't do that. I just go, well, yes, I'm going to America. That's all I know. And when I next feel that it's time to book a flight, it's time to explore these options, it's time to call this person, then I'll do that. But I do it because I feel to, not because I need to. You know, it, I feel moved to. When, whenever you're acting on what you feel moved to, that there is the plan unfolding through you. But you'll notice that you feel moved to do something only in the moment for the moment. When it, so, you know, sometimes people go, "Well, I feel moved to do this, but I've got to really wait. I've got to really check. You know, let me really consider all options." But that feeling has arise for this moment. Not for a moment later, you know. And the, the reason why people want to wait and consider all options is because people, most people require a logical reason of why they should follow their feeling or a logical explanation of how that's going to happen. You see, but the feeling that has arise within you, which we call intuition, speaks to you only in feelings of possibilities. And in those possibilities, it requires no logical reason of why it's possible or how it's possible. So uh, my greatest practice has always been um, having the capacity and the will and the strength to be able to follow the feeling in the moment for the moment. And when I say for the moment, I'm acting on it for this moment. I'm not acting or, or attaching a reason and saying, well, I'm acting on this because... It's going to make a greater future. Now, does it make a greater future? Yes, but my attention doesn't go in the future. Does it make money? Yes, potentially, 
but my attention doesn't go on the, on the money. My attention just stays here. And, uh, and that's where we are, we are most alive. That's when we are experiencing you know, joy and freedom is, 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 is in this moment. You know, most, most of the things that you want to do that is future-based, uh, if you think about all the things that you want in your, in your future, ultimately what you want is, is, is to experience life to the fullest, you want to experience freedom. You want to, that may be measured in security. You want to experience love. You want to experience joy. And you know we make all these plans to to accomplish these goals so we can experience freedom, security, love, joy, and experience life to the fullest. But the thing is, what I realized as I as I set my you know took my path, what I realized is that. You know, when I let go of those future goals and ideals, the more I allowed myself to sense the present moment and to be in the present moment, the more I started to feel freedom, the more I started to feel secure, felt whole, the more I started to feel life and was able to experience life at, at its fullest, the more I was able to experience love, you know, and, 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 and have an ease to follow what I love. So it was just like the, the illusion is that you, you know, you're doing all these things for the future so you can have all those things. But the truth is you've actually already got it. It's actually it's right underneath your nose. It's in your footsteps. It's in this moment. Mm. Mm. And I love what you shared about that the plan being that it's moving through you in each moment and you only need to take that one step that is moving you in that moment. Because yeah. I've, I've, you know, I'm kind of running a business and this has been such a phenomenal platform for me to practice this work is in my business because mm-hmm. I, I've heard you speak previously before about how the ego will come in and hijack something. So you might have that true feeling, which is I might have yeah. the feeling to create a program or to go and speak somewhere or do whatever. And at some point along the journey, I suppose it's if, if I'm not staying present to the feeling my head yeah. will come in and either try to formulate a plan around it or start taking me into the future or thinking what I'm going to get out of this. And then mm-hmm. it disconnects me from the feeling. And so I think that's something that, you know, probably happens a bit with people that, because I, I remember you shared just before about you set a goal that you thought yes. was, that ended up being kind of an ego-driven goal. But could that that's have right. been that it was a true feeling initially that the ego then sort of hijacks and takes over? Yes. Well, let me give you an example of that. I had a mm-hmm. friend of mine I was catching up with dinner in, uh, in L.A. And, um, and she has a new book coming out. And uh, she's pretty well known in the United States. And uh, it, she's, uh, you know, she's telling me about her book. And I say, well, tell me about your book. And she, was just, she just came alive when she, she, she was telling me about her book. And you can feel the love that she has put into writing this book, and it's just about to be finished. And like the moment when she's just, just describing writing this book and what the book is about, she is totally alive. There's not one part of her that has any doubts or, or any concerns whatsoever. Now, when the conversation finished, she, 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 her mode changed and her tone of the voice changed, and she says, "You know what? I hope I hope it does well, Amir." And I said. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know, I, I just, you know, I hope that this book does well. You know, I, I want it to sell. And I said to her, let me ask you a question. Why did you write the book? And she's like, 
Well, um, you know, she went back to when she first started writing the book, and and uh, she's like, you know, describing. You know, I just felt that this I had this message, and I wanted to communicate it within my community, and I wanted. To, you know, she's got a massive network in America, and I wanted to tell my network about what I was feeling, and I, I really wanted to share, and I wanted to give this this what I'm feeling to the people. And I said, I said, okay, that's interesting. And how did you feel when you wrote the book? And she became more alive again. It's just like she's describing about how she, how she felt when she wrote the book. And I said, now stop talking. I said, that's why you wrote the book. You wrote the book because you wanted to share what you're feeling inside of you. You wanted to share it with your community. You wanted to share it with your network. Furthermore, you wrote the book because when you when you wrote that book, you are alive. Every time you speak about what you've written in that book, you are alive. And that's why you felt to write it. Because you feel alive. Now, where the ego hijacks is like, well, I hope the book does well because that's why I wrote the book, to sell it. No, that's not why you wrote the book. You never wrote the book to sell it. That, of course is part of the story and it is of course something that happens automatically. But that's not your concern and that's what I was trying to tell her. That's not your concern. That part you need to let go. You know, it's your concern and what's important for you is why you wrote that book. And, and you know, we got down to it that when she wrote that book or when she was writing that book, she felt just so connected. She felt expanded. She felt alive. And that's why. You know, I always ask people the question, why are you alive? You know, why are you alive? So the ego hijacks the thought and says, so to give you, to answer your question there, Connie, mm-hmm. yes, what was true for her was to write the book, right? But then the ego goes, but uh, it's got to sell, what if it doesn't do well, you know? And I know those questions are important, but it's not important to... The moment you're doing what's true for you, those questions are not even part of your concern. You don't even have doubts when you're doing what's true for you, okay? So there's an example of it being hijacked, you know? When I first wanted to start speaking, you know, I it felt so true for me to speak because I felt that within my industry of, let's just call it the personal development slash spiritual world, I felt there was something missing. And, uh, and and I could feel it inside of me and I just wanted to talk about it. I just wanted to speak. So I got up there and started to speak. And at first, when I first started to speak, I started to measure, well, how many people are listening to me? Mm-hmm. You know, how many people are in agreeance? And they, you know, I actually agree with what I'm saying. And, and the more I did that, the less connected I came, I became with what was actually true for me, which was to speak. And I remember my mom said to me, Amir, just speak. You feel moved to speak. That's what's true for you. It's not what's true for you is not how it's being received. What's true for you is not, uh, you know how many people are listening to you. Now, those things can reflect where you're at, but you don't make it about those things. What's true for you is not about making money. 
You know, it's about what makes you feel alive. It's about what makes you feel mostly connected with yourself. So, um, you know, I think most people, you know, find, you know, a feeling of what feels true for them, find what they love to do, but along the way, they lose their path. You see this in celebrities all the time. You know, you get a you get a singer or you get even a sporting, an athlete, you know, a young athlete or an actor, you know, and they're doing what they love to do and they love acting, for example, and you can feel it and they become successful and as they become successful, they start, the ego hijacks and goes, what's well, about the money? It's about how much money I'm making. It's about winning the Oscar. It's about, and they lose themselves. They lose their passion, they lose their love, they sell their soul to the, the, uh, you know, the, the false target. But if they can just keep doing what's true for them, the money and you know the business, all that kind of stuff just takes care of itself and it does and that's how I built my business. And I said to you, I've run two businesses in the past and it, the, the way I'm running my business right now, it's a very similar business, I'm very different. And the way I run it now is just, you know, this is, most people ask me questions about my business. It's a very interesting thing when I say I don't plan. So I get people in business magazines and so on, how do you not plan? And, and they ask me about the business and all that kind of stuff. And I just say, you know, see, for me, my business is an expression of who I am. So to me, it's not about business. It's about art. And all I'm doing is taking what I'm feeling within me, what's moving within me, and I'm painting uh, that feeling into my products or services or into my writing. And I put together programs based on what I feel good to do. And, you know, how much profit is in that and the longevity of that or, you know, that's irrelevant to me. It's irrelevant. And there's a, and I, and I experience a, a freedom in that. You know, it's a, they, I, I once saw an advertisement in BMW and it was a, for a BMW car, and it said, joy is in the unplanned. But we make so many plans to find mm. joy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And when, what was coming to me when you were talking then was kind of this sense of therefore letting our feelings be our guide. So, you know, I guess we're sort of coming towards the end, unfortunately, but to sort of wrap up, I just to share with people as a practice for themselves to know when they are in this space of of doing what's true for them and because sometimes you know on my journey I get a little bit confused I'm like am I caught up in agenda here or is this true for me and I start thinking about it but what was coming to me then was like this sense of your feeling being your guide because I suppose when you're feeling alive and in joy and free, then you're mm. you're in that moment, you're connected with the feeling and it's moving you. But whenever it mm. starts to become heavy or tense or stressful or, you know, that's when you know you've clicked into something else, either the ego's come in or you're in control or fear or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly right, you know. Um, when you are following what's true for you, that's what you've described, Connie, is spot on. You know, for you, a, a person feels really light and, and that's why it feels effortless. And the moment you're doing something that's not true for you and something that's not true for you means it, you, you have an agenda, a hidden agenda, you know, an ulterior <laughs> motive. You know, you have, you know it's, it, it, and the agenda is, is a false target. 
So your attention goes on the money, for example, or, or being accepted or being recognized. But really, you know, that's not why you're doing it. You know, bring your attention back to why you're doing something. If you bring your attention back to why you're doing something, then you start to feel the lightness again. And just keep following the feeling. I know that it, it's easy for the attention to go back on the outcome, the result, the money, or whatever it is that you measure it in. But the reason you, it goes there is because you keep finding reassurance or certainty from that. Well, if I can make that money, then my life will be easier. The money will come, don't worry. Just bring your attention into this moment. The problem is if you put your attention on the money, you make the money, or you won't, but let's just say you do make the money, you're still going to be left with a feeling of emptiness, and then you need more money. Then you make more money, and then you're going to need more money. I've played that game. Most people have played that game. And uh, it's a never-ending game. And then you'll be on your deathbed, and you went, when did I actually live? I was never alive. I just keep posing that question to people. Why are you alive? You know, if you can answer that question and have a deeper realization of why you're alive, um, then you have more likeliness to actually feeling and being alive. Mm. And that's a really big question, but uh, I think it's something that people can just sit with and, and ponder on and feel into and I'm sure there's layers to that answer that will come to them, but I think that's a really beautiful, it's, a, it's actually yeah. a huge question, but it's a beautiful question to ask as well. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of the time that I have with you today, but uh, I'm just, I've absolutely loved this time with you and the conversation that we've had. And I feel like, I can really feel it will be really supportive for people who are listening to it. And I just so appreciate the time that you've taken to come and share that with, with us today. Connie, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amir. You have an awesome day and I'm sure I will chat to you again soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And thank, thank you to everyone who's been listening to the show today. And I look forward to connecting with you guys again next week. See you later. Bye, Amir. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.